I'm Dave. And I'm Sarah. We're so excited to welcome you to this episode of Bible Podlets. Bible Podlets is a podcast where children and adults can read the Bible together and talk about it. Plus, we will help you have some fun along the way. Absolutely. Lots of fun. Our games are becoming legendary, don't you think? <laughs> uh, maybe. Today's game is a particularly good one. I think our podleteers are going to love it. Me too. Can we play it now? I don't think I can wait any longer. Oh, go on then. Are you going to tell everyone what it is? Yes, it's so good. In our game today, we are going to read out some old words that we don't really use anymore. Some of them are really funny sounding. They really are. And you, our podleteers, have to try and guess what each of those old words mean. Oh, I thought I was telling them. Sorry, you're not the only one that's excited about playing, you know. All right then, shall we start? The first word is twattle, as in stop twattling and get back to work. What do you think the word means? So, the word twattle means to gossip. Did you say something similar? Here's the next one. The word is elflock. So I might say, have you seen the state of my elflocks today? What did you think that one was about? It means hair. When you wake up and it's all tangled as though the elves have tied it into knots during the night. Are you ready for another? The next word is brabble. As in, the mother and her daughter were brabbling rather loudly in the supermarket. Did you manage to have a guess? The word brabble means to have a loud argument. Here's another. The word is slubberdagullion. So I might say, he's such a slubberdagullion. He's been sprawled out on the sofa all day. What did you think that one meant? Well, it means lazy or messy. Here's the last one for you. The final word is lumming. You could look out of the window and say, it's lumming down today. What did you think? It means it's a rainy day. That was such a good game. There are so many peculiar old words that we no longer use as part of the English language. Yes, there's lots of them. As much as I love old things, it just goes to show that older isn't always better. It's funny you should say that because in our letters today, Paul seems to think the same way about his friend Timothy too. That's right. But before we get onto that, I think I know what's coming. <laughs> yes, it's that moment, Dave, where you give everyone a big picture of what's been going on. So our podleteers know a bit of the background before they hear the letters. Uh, I think I'm getting good at this now. Get the timer ready. And off we go. Timothy lived in the small town of Lystra, which can be found in modern-day Turkey. As a boy, 
he saw Paul sharing the gospel of Jesus and he believed everything he had heard. He went on to spend a lot of time studying the scriptures and when Paul returned to Lystra, he saw that Timothy had a gift from God to help spread the gospel. So he invited him to come with him, even though he was still young. Paul found out that the church in Ephesus had issues with people teaching wrong things about Jesus. This had divided the church. Some of the elders were behaving badly in public, and there were people treating church as a show in order to make others feel bad about themselves. Naturally, Paul spoke to Timothy about these things and asked him to help. You are getting good at this, Dave. Loads of great information there, which provided our podlateers with everything they need to know. Brilliant. I think it's time for our letters then. In our first letter today, we're hearing from someone in the Ephesian church who was describing some of the troubles that they were experiencing. The second letter is from Paul to his friend Timothy, who went to Ephesus, offering some words of advice and reinsurance to help him sort out the problems there. I wonder if you can listen carefully and notice what Paul says in his letter to Timothy to encourage him. Dear Paul, I don't think you know me, but I'm Tara. I believe my friend Ankara Appleteat wrote to you a while back about our church in Ephesus. To be honest, the church is still a bit of a mess, and I'm worried. These new leaders don't seem right. The other day they told my best friend she couldn't get married. It's wrong, they said, and I was really looking forward to being a bridesmaid too. They also said we can't have barbecues on sunny days because we aren't meant to be eating meat. How crazy is that? All of this is causing fights too. Who knew grown men could get their knickers in a twist over a burger? And the women are no better. They're treating Sunday mornings like some kind of fashion show, strutting about and showing off their latest expensive outfit, trying to make it all about them. You would think that's bad enough, but we've had people taking advantage of our charity work. How people can take help away from those who really need it is beyond me. It's shameful. And don't get me started on the behaviour of some of the older men, out drinking all the time and making fools of themselves. It doesn't look good on the church, does it? You would think they would know better. In my opinion, it all comes down to bad leadership. People are more interested in money and power than the church. And talking about leadership, who is this boy Timothy you've sent to help us? What is he, like 12? He seems a bit young to be leading a church, if you ask me. Very timid, too. This is why I'm writing to you, Paul. We need your help. From Tara Masalata in Ephesus. Dear Timothy, I've just received a letter from the church in Ephesus, so I thought I would write to you to give you some encouragement and advice. It's been some time since I left you in Ephesus to help the church, and I want to say, do not be timid. I've complete faith in your ability to turn this church around, and I'm sure you will confidently step into the things God has called you to do. You may be young, but do not let that hold you back. You are a wise, good, and honest man who is full of faith. You are the best role model a church could have, and that's exactly what this church needs, so keep at it. You're a man who knows the word of God inside and out, so correct the leaders in their silly thinking and remind them of what Jesus says. This should stop these strange teachings and arguments. 
You are also a man who loves God dearly. We want that love to be at the centre of all the church does. So remind them to set their focus on God instead of themselves. Encourage them to pray and remind them that they are there to hear Jesus' teaching, not their own. My final piece of advice is to create leaders just like yourself. People who are full of love, faithful to God and are respected because of their excellent behaviour. Make sure you carry on doing what is right for the glory of God. You're doing a great job. Keep going. Love, Paul. Those were our letters for today, and now it's the part of the podcast where we think and talk about it together. During the next bit, we will stop and ask you some questions about what we've heard. And we encourage you to pause the podcast, if you can, to talk about it together. You can take as long or as short as you'd like to do this. Yep, and when you're done talking, you can press play again to carry on with the discussion. Our letters today were based on 1 Timothy in the Bible. It is a letter from Paul to Timothy to encourage and to offer practical advice and direction so that Timothy can help show the Ephesian church the right way to serve Jesus and each other. The first letter we heard was from the church in Ephesus. Of course, we don't know if they really did send a letter to Paul or if he had heard about what was happening another way. Okay, let's get on to our first question. What did Paul find out was happening in the Ephesian church? The question again. What did Paul find out was happening in the Ephesian church? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. So, Podlatiers... What did you remember from the first letter? What wasn't happening in Ephesus? Ha! I know, there's a bit of a long list, isn't there? Firstly, there were some false teachers in the church telling the Ephesians the wrong things. Like, they couldn't eat meat and that people shouldn't get married. That was only one of the things going wrong, though. There were also people not treating their church meetings with respect, with some people using it as a time to show off and put others down. And there were some of the elders of the church drinking too much alcohol and getting drunk in public. Oh no, it sounds like a right mess over there. It was indeed. So here's our next question. What did Paul say the Ephesian church needed to help them with their problems? The question again. What did Paul say the Ephesian church needed to help them with their problems? Please pause the podcast, if you can, and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to carry on. The Ephesian church needed good leaders to help get them back on track. And Paul started by sending a very good leader in Timothy. I wonder what you think makes a good leader. For Paul, good leaders led by example. Leading by example means showing others the right way to do something by behaving the way you want them to behave yourself. Like how? Well, Timothy often read his Bible, so knew what things would please God. 
he also loved God very much and made sure God was at the centre of everything he did. Yes, that way, Timothy wouldn't get distracted by things like money and power like those of the leaders. Exactly. Paul trusted Timothy as a leader because he had spent a lot of time with him whilst they had been travelling. But he also knew that for the church in Ephesus to carry on doing well, they would need reliable leaders after Timothy left. That's right. So Paul advised Timothy to train up new leaders who were like him so that the church could carry on in the future. I think it must have been a little scary for someone as young as Timothy to be challenging people that were older than him to change. I know I would have been scared, but Paul offered Timothy lots of encouragement in his letter. Here's our next question. What did Paul say to encourage Timothy? The question again. What did Paul say to encourage Timothy? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. To help us to answer this question, we can remind ourselves of what Paul said in his letter to Timothy. Good idea. He said this. You may be young, but do not let that hold you back. You are a wise, good and honest man who is full of faith. Your character should be an example to us all. And that is exactly what this church needs. An example. Paul was saying that it doesn't matter how young you are, you can be a good leader by setting a good example to those around you. All of those things we talked about earlier that Timothy did so well helped him to lead by example. It's the same for us too. I wonder how old you are, Podlatiers. Why don't you shout out your age after the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. Thirty-two! Well done. Um, I'm not sure I was particularly including you in that, Dave. Why not? Why didn't you shout your age? A lady never reveals her age. Really? Well, whatever age you shouted out, God can use you to be a leader to those around you. God can use you to share the good news of Jesus through the great example you set. Here's our last question for today. How can you lead by example in your life? The question again, how can you lead by example in your life? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. I wonder what you talked about together. Maybe you talked about being kind and sharing your things. Or maybe you thought about forgiving people who have been mean to you. Whatever it was, making sure you do it with God's help, as that is always the best way, just like Paul said to Timothy in his letter. That's right. One of Paul's pieces of advice was to encourage the church to pray regularly. And that's what we should do too. Let's pray to God together and ask him to help us to be good examples of him and to lead others to him by telling them about the good news of Jesus. You may want to find a comfy place to do this or 
close your eyes. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Timothy and the example he sets for us. Thank you that you empower us to set a good example for others, whatever age we are. And we ask that you continue to show us how to live through the example of your son, Jesus. Amen. You know, I've just found another old word and its meaning. Oh yeah? What is it? Hugger-mugger. Hmm. I wonder what that means. I'll use it in a sentence, shall I? Our Bible politeers often hugger-mugger when writing a review or rating for our podcast. Oh, are you talking about our super secret words? Yes. Hugger-mugger means to engage in a secretive behaviour and we challenge our podlateers to use a secret word in their reviews of Bible podlets on Apple Podcasts or other podcasting apps. I wonder what our secret word could be for this week. Hmm. Example. Example! Well, that is all we have time for. Remember to subscribe or follow the podcast with whichever app you use and leave a review. And don't forget to try and include our secret word, example, in what you write. And if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can find us on Facebook at BDBE Updates. So until next time, bye! Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris, Sarah Earnshaw and Rebecca Whitaker, with additional support from the Reverend Carol Garner. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, David Harris, Rebecca Whitaker, and the Archdeacon of Lancaster, David Picken, and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource, and to find even more children's resources, training, and support, you can find us on Facebook at BDBE Updates or visit our website www.bdeducation.org.uk. We're back with another series of Bible Podlets, and this time it's all about letters. Oh, I love getting letters through the door. We are diving headfirst into some of the letters found in the New Testament of the Bible. And we need your help. We would like you to write your own letter and send it to us so we can read it out on a super special episode of Bible Podlets at the end of the series. You can write a letter about anything. You could say hello to one of your fellow Podleteers around the world. Maybe you want to tell us something about yourself. Or perhaps you want to encourage someone with your favourite Bible verse. You could even say thank you to someone you know, maybe even one of your adults. Whatever you want to write, we'd love to hear from you. You can email your letter by sending it to biblepodlets at blackburn.anglican.org. Or you can send it in the post using the address biblepodlets, Clayton House, Walker Office Park, Blackburn, BB1, 2QE, United Kingdom. And you know the best thing about letters. If you include your address, you might get something back. Now that is exciting. 